0: Hey, Grounds for Discussion podcast listeners, we need your help. We're looking for ways to engage with our audience, and we'd love to hear what you think.
1: Send us your book suggestions for future episodes. We'll read and review them, and maybe even include your review on the podcast. You can reach us with your suggestions at groundsfordiscussionpodcast
0: at gmail.com. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Welcome to Grounds for Discussion. I'm Becky and I'm Laura and today we are going over the book Celebration of Discipline which we have decided to split up into three different categories and release them throughout the summer. So this is the first installment of three and today we're going to be talking about the inward disciplines which is the first section or the first part of the book Um, like I said, it's divided into three sections. So the inward disciplines um, are what we're talking about today. And that includes meditation, prayer, fasting, and study. So Laura and I have talked a little bit about, you know, this before, um, how it has really impacted like our spiritual walk. And um, so we're kind of excited to have you guys join us and you know, listen in and, um, we would love for you to, you know, give us some of your comments too. And let us yeah. know what you're thinking about, um, this book, because it really is a great discussion book. Yeah. And frankly, of all the books that we've ever done, I really hope people read this
1: one. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I yeah. had to pick one,
0: I'd say read this Please one. Please
1: read this one. Oh, did did you want to say anything about coffee?
0: Sure. Let's do that real quick. So, so that I, I can brag on
1: my coffee. maker. Yeah. <laughs> We are, okay, if you can't tell, we're actually in the same
0: room. Yes. So, A. Yes. <laughs> Exciting. Yes. Um, yeah. Florida. Yeah. Florida summer. Aunt Florida is what my daughter calls Laura. <laughs> Which I think are is hilarious. Are we going hilarious. to Aunt Florida's house? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love it so much. Yeah. It cracks me up because I don't think of myself that way. I'm like... Yeah.
0: I'm not used to be, I think, being considered a Florida girl. <laughs> well, I think your name is so close to Florida, Laura, yes. Florida. I don't know. She just mixes it up. And now I think she does it just to be funny. Yes. It's still but hilarious, it's so we don't correct her. We, yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but it's just funny to me because I'm like,
1: I'm not Aunt Florida. I don't, yeah. you know, I've lived here for two years or whatever, you know. But anyway, <laughs>
0: yeah. you are the Florida girl. I guess the I Florida. am now. Florida access. I guess lady. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, anyway, we're together. Yeah. So of course, Laura had to
1: work her magic. Yes.
0: I guess, know I have to. Seriously. I I mean, this is the first time that you've met. What is it called again? This. I, I feel
1: like we need to try to reach out for a sponsorship with these people because I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I'm, this is going to be a commercial for them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's this little doohickey that's called um, Starresso, I that's think That's the called. official term, right? Duecky? Do- yes, duecky, do- <laughs> thingamajig. Thingamabobber. You know. Yes. And it's it's a manual espresso maker, but it's not like the mocha pot where you put it on the stovetop and it, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, yeah, it's not like that. It's literally like a little thing where you put some coffee in mm-hmm. and there's like a cup at the bottom that catches this. espresso yes. and there's like a pump thing at the top. And you just pump water through it, and mm-hmm. it Pop somehow water. creates enough pressure yeah. that it, I mean, you get espresso at yeah. the bottom. It's like magic to me.
0: Yes. It is probably the cutest little thing I've ever seen. It is pretty cute. I am really into like miniature things right now. You know now. what? That I feel really like that runs in the family because
1: I know Melissa, Melissa yeah, our, our sister. sister.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and
1: she does that too. Yes.
0: I... I just love all things little since They're I put cute. up, um, I put up these two little shelves above my, um, sink in my kitchen and it's, I've got like all these little, th- I've got two little picture frames this big. I don't even know what like size an that, that is. inch by an inch yes. or something. That's adorable. And I printed off these pictures from, you know. Online, one of our old house growing up, and then one of my house now. That and adorable. they're just adorable. And then I've got okay. these little vases, this big, that I put little flowers in that Ellie picks me from outside. Yes, because kids are always bringing Yes, and it's like, what a That's such a good idea. That's know? so but,
1: cute. Because yeah. I always secretly wait until they're doing something else and pinch them in the yeah. trash. But, yeah. Or wait until it wilts and be like, oh, it died. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's not living anymore. Two we can't it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but then I get to look at them and be like, yeah. oh, Ellie picked me this. That's so, like, idea. I'm really into little things. So, yeah. when you brought that out, I was like, oh, that is the cutest <laughs> little thing I have ever seen. <laughs> it is pretty cute. That alone makes me want to yes. buy one.
1: And they're not terribly expensive. Okay. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to say it was probably in the 60 okay. range. But for an actual espresso yeah. maker, that I mean... That's really cheap for an espresso that's maker. Really che- I mean, yeah, so it's more it's definitely more expensive than like a coffee, coffee. pot mm-hmm. or what you know. Um, but yeah, I, I if you love if you love espresso yes. and I do. Yes. Um, this is about the cheapest way you're gonna get it at yeah. home. Yeah. And it's good. It is. I think it's good. It is really good. I mean yeah. So anyway. That's a brag on myself, but make I a good latte, I, enjoy, girl. I enjoy this little machine. Yes. This I'll do that. So Yes. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's what we're drinking today. We mm-hmm. made ourselves some lattes, mm-hmm. and we're sitting together, yeah, d- just talking about talking about um the books, a yeah, little discipline. So. I'm talking about having some <laughs> discipline. <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> that was not a real slurp. Here's a real one.
0: <laughs> I used to have a teacher. Are you okay? Oh my gosh. I thought you were thinking. Uh, I was like, wow, she's really hamming it up. (coughs) No, no, that's real. real. That is real.
1: (laughs) man, try
0: to get too dramatic.
1: (laughs) And it bites me in the butt.
0: I was just going to say, I used to have a teacher, first grade teacher, Miss Holstein. That would drink her coffee every morning. I don't even remember that, but
1: I remember the Holstein mug. Uh huh. It had a Holstein on it. Yes, she loved Holstein things because. Which, if your last name's Holstein, you kind of gotta you have have to to go with it. it. You got you're gonna have to play it run (laughs) with it. What are you just gonna pretend you don't know your name means cow? You you (laughs) gotta you gotta go with it. You gotta jump in with really... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, really so she was, was
0: she really that loud? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think of her every time I slurp coffee, <laughs> which is mostly just for fun, but you know. Ben laughs at me because
1: apparently I slurp my soup. Oh really? Ellie and I think too. if he's in a in a bad mood, it actually doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, Don't serve soup I, on a yeah. day he's annoyed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know some days he'll come home and be like, "Yeah, I can tell he's had a hard day." Like. Crap! We have soup. Yes, sorry, babe. Sorry. I can
0: eat upstairs.
1: <laughs> I'll just go into my corner over here. Oh,
0: Close man. the door. <laughs> um. But anyway, so yeah, so that's what we're talking. About. All right. Long oh, story short. So, let's get into this book because there's no way we're going to talk about everything that we want to. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Let's. Uh, let's do yeah. It. So.
1: Well, first of all, I know know we have the same one, but there are several different editions of this. Yeah. The actual book itself is is all the same, but where it differs is um, in the, I believe, in the foreword. Yeah. It's a little bit different depending on which edition you have. And then the one that we have is the anniversary edition for the 40th Mm -hmm. anniversary. Yeah. And um, it actually has a preface, and then it has also a Mm foreword. And I'm not going to lie to you, I got stuck probably... Oh, and then it has also the introduction to the 20th, because there was one for the 20th anniversary. So it has that introduction to it. So there's a lot before you even get into... Yeah. (laughs) Before you even get into um, the disciplines themselves. But I can't remember which one it was. I'm looking through my book right now mm-hmm. and trying to remember, but I got stuck in one of the four words and couldn't even.
0: <laughs> like you're highlighting <laughs> yes, away. Yes, I'm like, and and,
1: and, I, and this book is all about putting into practice these, yes. these, these different things. It's not just like, oh, you can read this book and that's a nice mm-hmm. idea. It's about practicing it, and there are things that you will have to practice for your whole life. Mm-hmm. You're not just going to see, you know, see God changing your life overnight. So, yep. it's, so I've literally been working on getting, getting into, um, it was the one about, um, kind of unplugging from technology okay. because, yeah. um, it, our culture makes it extremely hard to mm-hmm. hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. Now I, I'm going to say like probably, People everywhere, we all have the same struggles with hearing the spirit, but especially um, the Western culture really struggles with creating enough margin Mm -hmm. to be able to even be still Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or to sort of unplug. Yeah. So I have been stuck literally in the introduction. Again, I've read the rest of it, but what I'm working on is literally I'm at the beginning.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I feel like and I'm that's not, where he talks um, about technology. Yes. Isn't that? Yep.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm on stage one of this yeah. book. I yeah. mean, I haven't put into practice anything. Uh, not for years anyway. Right. Not for years and years. Yeah. Um, because I remember working on some of these different disciplines. Oh gosh. You know, maybe 10, 15 years ago okay. and sort of, you know, working through some of these and, and, but every time I come back to this book, I'm like, oh, I got it. I, mm-hmm. I, there's more to do. There's yeah. more to do, you know. Yeah. And there always will be. Yeah. But the work is never done. But that's my kind of preface to say, like, if you look at this book and go, oh, my word. Yeah. Like, how do I do all these things? How yeah. do I do all this?
0: That's okay. Right. That's normal. And I feel like he gives a lot of, he, he, he gives a lot of grace in that he, he pushes you towards, like the author says, you know, you need to work on spiritual disciplines. That is, that's essential, you know, to your walk with Christ. But at the same time, it does, it should never become legalistic.
1: Yeah, he's very clear on the idea that this is not a how-to book. This is just yeah. like, I'm going to tell you step one, two, and three of yeah. how to, what you yeah. know, how to be close to God. Yeah. The, it's, it's all grace. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We're not working towards anything right. here. We're not That's trying a, to earn yeah. points with God. Yeah, God doesn't care. He says our righteousness mm-hmm. is filthy rags. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is. Right. What we are do is doing is laying. I love how he described it. It was something along because it kind of stuck with me. It was something along the lines of like we're laying ourselves before Christ mm-hmm. and allow asking Him to to give us His grace yeah. to grow us yes. in grace. Yeah.
0: There was, um, in the first, uh, spiritual discipline, um, he was talking about, he said, we must always remember that the path does not produce the change. It only places us where the change can occur. Yes. This is the path of disciplined grace. Um, which I thought was really interesting. It was kind of a mind shift from, you know, like, It's not about the doing of it. You need to put yourself in a position where you are able to change. And that's what this whole book is about. Yeah. You know, so. I feel like
1: I, a lot of times come back to the analogy in my brain of, you're not growing the crop. You're just trying to enrich the soil. Mm. You're trying to make a fertile soil. Yeah. You're trying to incorporate all the different, you know, things Mm -hmm. that will allow Christ to be able to work and yeah. for you to be malleable for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, that's, that's fairly nebulous. So let's try to kind of, I mean, yeah. I feel like we're talking in So let's dig yeah, in yeah, yeah. a little bit. Um,
0: so is there something you want to, well, we, I had said before that there were four parts of the inward disciplines that he focuses on. So meditation, prayer, fasting, and study. And for me, um, I would say that probably the first two were the ones that I grew the most in meditation and prayer, especially meditation. And I have, like, if you could see my book. I have,
1: like, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, it, I
0: really wish you could I see have, it. like, you know, sticky notes and everything popping out. But it's because there were so many, like, good parts. And I was like, do I just highlight the whole section? No. I mean... <laughs> right. I know. I know. You like- feel like you're just... Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everything turns too many colors. eventually. Yes.
0: So anyway, um, meditation was one that really, um, changed, you know, how I interact with God, I guess. Um, so he gives a little definition of like each one. Um, but he talks about how meditation is the ability to hear God's voice and obey his words. So, um, the act of that, which you is know, so different from what I think
1: people think of. Yes, yeah. when they think of meditation. I
0: think it's even become in some Christian circles, I never thought that I mean it's in the Bible. Meditation is mm-hmm. in the Bible yeah but I guess I grew up thinking not because of anybody or you know what anybody said, but I just assumed that meditation was wrong. Because I assumed that there was only one kind of meditation.
1: Yes. I, and I, I love that you said that because I, I don't think that's just you, Becky. I think yeah. that, um, it's, that word has been so hijacked. Yeah. Um, because of like sort of Eastern philosophy yes. and new mm-hmm. age thinking and some of this stuff. So people think that there's only one way to meditate and it's, and it, that's, that's not what we're talking we're not ta- So for instance, I have this highlighted. Yeah. It says, um what basically it's saying here's here's what it isn't it uh-huh. isn't these things And one thing that he says is in Eastern meditation is an attempt to empty the mind. Uh-huh. Christian meditation is an attempt to fill the mind uh-huh. so there the two ideas are uh, diametrically opposed um, in Eastern religion detachment, is the final goal. Mm-hmm. But Christian meditation, it, it's, it's the opposite. I mean, we are looking to implant ourselves into mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. We're looking, that's, that's the goal. That's the, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I just thought that was so interesting because it's exactly Where my brain goes, thinking
0: like, "Oh, people are going to be turned off by the word meditation," Mm -hmm. Um, or or they hear that word and then they automatically assume they know what it means, and they
1: don't, because that's not what we're talking about at all. Right, literally, you have to redefine the term, yes, for people to understand what you're saying. So, how he kind of described it that I really that really sort of stuck with me. Was he said, we are sinking down into the light and life of Christ mm. and becoming comfortable in that posture. Mm. I, does that, maybe for, I, I don't know, for me, that just was like, oh, what an interesting way to describe and think about yeah. sinking down, coming, bringing everything within us yeah. down into this posture of, here I am. And being comfortable. You know, and with being it. comfortable there. That's. I love that because yeah. I there there is a almost a downwardness in the feeling of it yes. to me. Yes. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. I don't know if, I, you know, like when you actually sit down and you're like, okay, I'm going to take some time yeah. with just me and Christ yeah. and I don't have a plan. I'm not here to, mm-hmm. I'm not here specifically to pray though that might happen mm-hmm. or I'm not you know, I'm not here to, you know, bring my requests or whatever. I'm here to be with Christ. Right. And I'm just going to sit here and be with Christ and right. allow him to say what he wants to say yeah. or if he doesn't want to say anything if right. I just,
0: if, if we're just going to meet each other's presence or if we yeah. just, you know, let I, him lead. Yeah. You know, I think that a lot of Christians are turned off by that because it's intimidating. And it is. It's very intimidating to just sit there and you think, what am I doing? Like, you know, do I think I'm going to audibly hear, you know, God or like, you know, what do I believe about that? But, um, I think, you know, once you have some practical steps that you can take, which we'll probably talk about in a minute, but, um, it becomes a lot easier and it's not silly or strange at all. Yeah. Because you do meet with God and you do sense his presence and you do grow closer to him. Yeah. So,
1: and you will learn to crave that.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, you won't be satisfied anymore. Right. With sort of, uh, and this is not said in a disparaging way at all, but like devotions or, um, yeah, you know, whatever else kind of sort of sometimes almost feels like it counts Mm. for a a relationship. Right. And I say that with a lot of caution because again, there is absolutely nothing wrong with sitting down with a devotional or sitting down and listening to a sermon or any of
0: that. But it always Um, goes back to what he said about, you know, the grace and the not becoming legalistic. Like has that become legalistic in my life? Right. And if so, that's, you know, just as bad. Like yep, exactly. So, yeah. Um, so the uh, the forms of meditation that he talked about, I think he talked about four, maybe? Four different, three, three different ways to, like, practice meditation. Um, and the first one he talked about was meditating on scripture. So yeah. when you're sitting... Um, you look at scripture and you go over it and over it and over it in your head. Um, and it helps you um, internalize and personalize the passage mm-hmm. is what he talks about. So um, he also said that it's really important to resist the temptation to pass over passages, you know, yeah. like <laughs> focus on the whole passage and just keep saying it again and again in your mind, and you know the the Bible is living and active. It's like you're going to learn from yeah even you know what you're saying again and again. I, so. I
1: love that he talks about the <clears throat> try to avoid having it become a study. Yeah, you know this isn't which is hard because study is great too, and and that's another discipline. Yeah, but when you're specifically trying to spend time meditating. It's really more about a time of allowing that word to speak to you. Mm -hmm. So I I love where he says, just, you know, let, let that, let that be for you. Yeah. And I almost felt like that was giving me permission because so often I feel, um, okay, well, this is addressed to Israel or, okay, this is addressed Uh to whoever, which is Um, all true. And it is. Yes. But It's also again, it's 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 scripture. It's living and active. It's it's you know useful for edification, and it's good. You know, so I I just almost felt like he was giving me permission to say, but this is for me too. This is the Bible. This is yeah. You know, like if God wants to speak to me Mm -hmm. through this passage, Mm -hmm. and 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 I'm I'm listening. Mm -hmm. It's it's not. You're not going to end up in some crazy. New Age land, if you allow this specific word to speak to you, even though it wasn't specifically written to you, it is for you.
0: Yeah. I think that's another thing that is a little bit nerve wracking that, you know, you hear people who go against what the Bible says and they say, well, God told me. Mm -hmm. And it's all a bunch of baloney, Mm -hmm. you know, So, so you are, I... I'm very cautious, you know, to say mm-hmm. but if the Holy Spirit is working inside of you, you know, then that that's true, that's real. And it's yes. if it's from the Bible. Like yes. you can't contradict what is right written in right. the Bible. But one thing that I I liked that he talked about was he said, um so when you're meditating on these scriptures, you can smell the sea, you can hear the li- the lap of the water along the shore. Like he's using all of his senses to picture it in his mm-hmm. mind. You can see the crowd, you can feel the sun on your head. How many times do I sit down and think of, you know, the Beatitudes, like reading through the Beatitudes and picture it and feel it and smell it, you know, when the little boy brought the loaves and the fish, like just to really put yourself in that scenario. Yeah. What was it he called? He talked
1: about that. Um, something about almost like baptizing your imagination or sanctifying, mm. sanctifying mm. the imagination. Yeah. And I love that because he talks about this idea that like as Christians, a lot of times we sort of um, give ourselves permission to use our brain, but yes. not our imagination. Yes. Because the imagination has fallen. That's going to lead you down bad paths. Mm. Okay, but so is the brain. Yes. we're, we're, we're are, As humans, all of us is fallen. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean that we don't use what we've been given. And we've right. been given an imagination. Right. And it's okay to use your imagination yeah. to a- allow you to enter into Scripture. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I love even Even he, at one point he says something about, um, suppose we want to meditate on... Jesus' staggering statement, my peace I give to you. Mm. So just as an example, let's say we're going to meditate on my peace I give to you, John mm-hmm. 14, 27. He says, you're not so much thinking about that and when you're meditating. You're entering into it. Mm. So you're allowing your emotions and your mm. imagination and your heart and your mind, you're allowing all of that to literally say, that's for me and to sort of enter into that Mm -hmm. piece. Yeah. Just as one example. Yeah. I I just love that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Another way that he talked about, you know, meditation, um, was, well, he talked about the Quakers, um, And how they call it uh, centering down. Centering down, yeah. Which I had never heard of. No,
1: I don't think I had heard of that.
0: Okay. Um, Uh, Not before reading him anyway. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, But to become still, to enter into the the silence, and to allow your mind to become centered. So this is actually one that I practiced um, quite a bit because it was very foreign to me. Yeah. But, um, he talked about like laying your hands out, palm down, or like, pa- I think it was palms up, palms down. down. down yeah. It was one or the other. Yes. I, don't, I don't
1: know which comes first. It probably doesn't matter, but palms so, down, palms up. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like palms up when you're saying like, um, like he gave an example. So Lord, I give you my anger towards so-and-so and, you know, have your palms up. And then when you're breathing out, or maybe it's the opposite, I think. When you're breathing in, you're you're saying, Lord, I accept your forgiveness or whatever you think Mm -hmm. of, you know, or accept this situation as it is. Yeah. Or I, you know when you put your palms down, you're releasing your breath and you're saying, Lord, I release this anger towards so-and-so or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it can even be about just like meditating on who God is like, Lord, you are, you are loving, uh, you, you know, like just practicing that breathing in and breathing out. And the, the meditating on, you
1: know, and not because you have to breathe this way or that way, but just because no, you're trying to have
0: the breath, all
1: of you engage right in this thing where you're laying yourself before God. Yeah. So if there's a physical way to do it as well, it mm-hmm. helps. It mm-hmm. just, that's just how we're made as humans. Yeah. I know maybe some of you can relate to the idea of, like, kneeling while you pray or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Is that what, you know, grants you favor or gets you closer? Right. Right? No, of course right. not. Right. But for some people, it really helps them center their mind mm-hmm. or at, by and making their just a body in that posture the, yes. of supplication or yeah. um, bowing before Christ, Yeah. you know? So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he said, you know, one would be, I surrender my anxiety over not having enough money to pay the bills this month. I release my frustration over trying to find a a babysitter. All these things that we think about and worry about. Some of them minor and some of them not. Yeah. You know, whatever
1: it is, whatever the thing
0: is. He said, you may even feel a certain sense of release in your hands after several moments of surrender. Turn your palms up as a symbol of your desire to receive from the Lord. Perhaps you'll pray silently, Lord, I would like to receive your love for this person that I've been struggling with loving. You know, Um, there's all sorts of examples, but it, you know, is very specific to each person because we all struggle with different things. So, yeah, um, that was... Probably the the thing that changed my time with God the most, like being able to meditate on um, and physically, physically use my body to meditate and to,
1: yeah, draw closer to God. That's so awesome. I love hearing that because we really... I mean, we've talked about this a little bit. D- just to give you some perspective, we um, we bought this book together.
0: Oh Gosh, two, was it twenty
1: years? I don't. Know,
0: I think it was Christmas ago?
1: 2019. I think it was. Yeah, because we
0: were because we were together. in Michigan. Yeah,
1: we were together. And I saw it at the bookstore, and I was like, oh my gosh, Becky. Yeah, we need to read this book together. And yeah. this was before we'd started the podcast or anything. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I just was like, we got, we got, have you, if you haven't read this book, I had never heard of it. I was like, if you haven't read this book, I will buy you a copy. Yeah. And, and I have a copy and we could, we can read it together. And, um, so it's been, yeah. What, a year and a half or whenever. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm stuck in the preface guys. Like, I mean, it's just, it, there's, it's like being the eternal student, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's this kind of book, but anyway, yeah. um, but it's so cool to hear, kind of how God has used yeah. these th- this man and his his walk with Christ, mm-hmm. and how he walks his walk, yeah, in your walk, yeah. I just love that. I love hearing that. I love yeah. that you feel like God has used this. Yes, which yeah. is just I, I what what's better than that? Like right. it's so cool, right? So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, I feel like we're really like. I mean, I knew this was going to happen. I knew we were going to get totally bugged. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's just there's so much. Yes. But anyway, um, do you want? We, Is there anything else with
0: meditation that uh, you want to talk yes, about? Yes, but I mean, no. <laughs> 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 well, I just want to mention but... real quick the the third one. The third type of meditation was meditating on creation, and I feel like I've always. Did we hit the second? Yes. The, the second was Meditating was, on scripture. Meditating. Um, recollection i think is what he called okay. it but like refocusing your mind okay and then the third one is meditating on creation um and i feel like i you know have done this throughout my life kind of um just because i think i always think of like the scriptures talking about
1: yeah well i was going to say if you need a place to start
0: yeah psalms yeah like
1: yeah Take the Psalms and really pick them apart because there's mm-hmm. so much in there about creation yes. and how God yeah. is visible in his creation.
0: Yeah. And right now, actually, our, we're going through a prayer book with our kids, and it's going through Psalms. Like, you read the oh, psalms, psalms with them, and then you pray. I wondered why you guys... I'm like, oh, because am kind Yeah. Well, we, we had, had just memorized that Psalm 100 as a family. Okay. um, but We had then, two, but only because of homeschool. And okay. that was one
1: of our scriptures that okay. we memorized.
0: So, yeah. We just try and... Uh, that's one that we had picked, and okay. then we moved into this prayer with the kids. Very cool. But, yeah, so even to show them, you know, like, okay, the creation is in scripture, and, and that is glorifying to God, and we can glorify God through looking at creation. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that was the third one, and I think there were only three. And then the next section that spoke to me was prayer, but I don't, did, was there another section that,
1: um, no, honestly, I mean, in I love info,
0: like, all of it, but I it's, know. um,
1: but yeah, I prayer. So it's meditation, prayer, study.
0: Um, let me look real quick. Cause I can never remember all of them. I know it's um, fasting, fasting. Okay. Yeah.
1: That one, um, I just haven't gotten there yet. I am mean, yeah. I'm
0: I, I have. S- I done struggled
1: s- with the fasting. I've done some of his stuff um, in years past, but it's been a while since I've revisited it, and I'm excited to do it, but I'm not there yet. Real
0: quick about the fasting, I, ha- I mean, I will admit it. I have never fast, fasted, okay. and and I I know that I have a lot of excuses about it, like you know, lots of physical excuses. Um, well, I don't know if but, that, I mean. Some people genuinely like
1: there's real physical stuff, and I don't. I mean, that's be again. This is all between you and God. Yes,
0: yes, I know. If if the spirit says, you know, I know that sort of gives you the green light. Great.
1: Yes. If if not, and if you don't feel that. On your spirit, right? From the spirit, mm-hmm. and you feel like you're trying to lay yourself then before be Christ. And do be about it. And don't be legalistic and, about right. it and say, oh, I got to check this off the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, this is all a journey with Christ. Right. Every did, single bit of this is a journey with Christ yes. and allowing Him to speak to you.
0: He did give a lot of um, examples, obviously, of fasting in the scriptures, and, yep. you know, Jesus, obviously, fasting, yep. and, um, yep. you know, if.
1: Well, I think he has to start from a place of assuming that people almost need to be convinced that it's even a thing. Yeah. Because in our culture, that's where you have to start. Yeah. In another culture, yeah. it might not be as much of a hard sell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he sort of says, look, there is a case for it. Yeah. Um, it's not out of left field. This right. This is something that's, you know, that, that and really is a part. It, it can, it really can be formative in your spiritual walk. Yeah. And a lot of but, people do
0: it not for spiritual yes. reasons. Yeah, a lot of people do it for health reasons right. or whatever. Right. Or um, they're trying to lose weight yep. or whatever. Yep. Um so you know, I think for And him for to me, come that's always been a hard thing. Yeah, too.
1: Because anyone who knows me knows I've struggled with weight my whole life. Yeah. So it's always been hard when I have decided that I I would like to fast about something. Mm-hmm. Um to keep it on track almost. Yeah. You know, like it would always sort of turn into, Well, oh, this will be really great for, mm. you know, I'll, maybe I'll lose some, mm. some weight or whatever, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and then I would feel bad mm. because I wasn't, it wasn't purely spiritual anymore. And then mm. I'd be like, you know, it, it I, I think the whole thing is, is, is not going to be a benefit to you if you're concerned about yes. all this other stuff. Yeah rather than just doing doing your best to stay right there with the Holy Spirit yeah. and, and listen to what he's telling right. you. Right. Right. Yeah. So it can it can become a hard thing to 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 really know um to sort of know what you're doing with yeah. if you've struggled if like me, yeah. You come from a Christian background and know that it is a good thing. Yes. Not only, you know, for your for your spirit, but for your body. Yeah. And so I think that for a lot of people, there might be sort of a mixed bag there. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, too. Right. Christ meets you where you're at. Yes. And yeah. if it's turning into a shame-filled thing, well, right. that's obviously not good. That's right. not that's not what Driving Christ wants. Christ. That's not, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. That's not the point of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was probably the one that I struggled with the most even just gleaning something from the chapter, you know, but the prayer one, um, I, I wanted to share a quote from, um, from the prayer section. Um, it says, let me, let me try and find it real quick. Um, it, oh, okay. So he talks about, um, In our efforts to pray, it's easy for us to be defeated right at the onset because we have been taught that everything in the universe is already set. And so things cannot be changed. And if things cannot be changed, why pray? We may gloomily feel this way, but the Bible does not teach that. The Bible prayers prayed as if their prayers would and could make an objective difference. The Apostle Paul gladly announces that we are collaborating collaborators with God that is we are working with God to determine the outcome of events first Corinthians 3 9 and it is stoicism that demands a closed universe not the Bible I that was love that um like I I didn't have words after that I was like is that true first of all I thought is that true because that is not how I have ever thought. And, you know, once I really started thinking about, I still, I still think about this idea. And, you know, I talked to Nathan about it and like, I don't know. I I agree. I, I think that what he is saying is true, but it's just so mind boggling. It is. Where did that creep in as... As
1: the church, the the church universal, where and how did that creep in? But mm. creep in it did. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, that's how so many people, myself included, mm. I think without even really realizing yes. it, yes, kind of grew up with this idea that like, you know, God's gonna do what God's gonna do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it it's literally not anywhere. I mean, you look at Moses talking to God and saying, "Don't." You know, God's like, get out of the way. I'm going to strike the Israelites. They're gone. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many times I've been reading Genesis through Deuteronomy with my kids this year. Yeah. Over and over Mm -hmm. and over and over. Moses, you know, God going, get out of the way. I'm going to get rid of these guys. Mm -hmm. They're done. Mm -hmm. And Moses saying, God, please, 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 please. Give them another chance. Remember your promises. Yeah. Don't, you know, and and you almost go, remember your Moses, Mm, Moses, Moses, what are you saying? You know, like, but this is, that's what happened. Yeah. That's in there. Yep. And it's not just the Old Testament either. Right. I mean, it's all the way through scripture Mm -hmm. about what, what we do and say and how, how we plead before our God or how we intercede for our brothers or how we, what, you know,
0: Yeah. It's, it's all part of what ends up happening. Yeah. And we know that God doesn't always change his mind, but to, I mean, Jesus prayed for this cup to pass. Right. You know, but just the idea that he has given us that ability to come before him and to actually have a Communication with him about what radical. happen. That's radical. It is. Why? Who am
1: I? Yeah. Who am I to change that God would listen to me? Right. About anything. Right. Let alone what He's going to do. Mm -hmm. It's just mind-boggling. I think that's
0: why prayer has fallen by the wayside for a lot of Christians, or they don't feel comfortable praying, or they. Say they don't know how to pray or that they're not good at praying because it's uh, maybe it's a cultural thing, like you know, we which is put unbelievable. We're, we're on... willing to
1: talk about anything and everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're a very open society and mm-hmm. we will talk about anything and we have opinions about everything. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to asking God for what we want, uh-huh. like, Lord, this is what I want. Yeah. This is the desire of my heart.
0: Yeah, he even talked about that. Um, uh, where was it? Where he said something about like when we put and if it's your will. Into oh yes, it. I love.
1: I absolutely love um, that. He says, "Oh yeah, perhaps the most astonishing characteristic." Well, let me back up a little bit. He says when he first started, like really delving into, like the idea of what it what is prayer and how do you know how do we do this. Um, he went through scripture. Um, I think he may have said specifically the New Testament, but maybe he went through everything. I don't know. I think he was looking specifically for what, how, how Jesus prayed. Yes. Um, like what, what, you know, what, how did he pray? Mm-hmm. You know, the disciples said, Lord, teaches to pray. So yes. he's like, well, I'm going to look and see how he did pray. So yeah. he looked through all of the gospels and, and tried to find how Jesus prayed. And he said, it, it was when he said when Jesus was praying for others, he never concluded by saying, If it be thy will. If it's your
0: will. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. So he says, like, obviously it was just there there was that wasn't a that wasn't a thing in his mind of like Lord, so where did that. Come maybe, from? you know. Well let me just I, I love I just love this whole thing here. Let me just read it for you. Um, He said, he never prayed by saying, if it be thy will, Mm -hmm. nor did the apostles or prophets when they were praying for others. They obviously believed that they knew what the will of God was before they prayed the prayer of faith. They were so immersed in the milieu of the Holy Spirit that when they encountered a specific situation, they knew what should be done. Mm
0: -hmm. Their
1: praying was so positive that it often took the form of a direct authoritative command. Mm. Walk, be well, stand up. I saw that when praying for others, there was evidently no room for indecisive, tentative, half-hoping, if it be thy will prayers. Mm-hmm. So he goes on to say, of course, there is right. There is room for those prayers. That, yes. is, that isn't just... So we're not just coming to God and saying, do this, God. No, of course right. not. There is room for saying, Lord, I don't know what you want here. Show me your will,
0: mm-hmm. whatever
1: your will is. Yeah. But also... But
0: Learning to be bold in your prayers. Yes.
1: Learning to ask for what you think God would want to see done. Right. Like, Lord, I have a vision for our church Mm. that that whatever it is, Mm -hmm. I see that. I want it. Please, Lord.
0: Yes. I want this. Yeah. Yeah. And the the other, um, when he talked about that, he said that it can be liberating to a lot of us this whole idea, which it is. Yeah. But it also is a huge responsibility. It's, it's, it's very unsettling at first. Yeah. Because because, you, yes. because you're
1: used to being in the back seat. Yes. And this almost puts you in the driver's seat in a way that you're not used to.
0: Right. And he even, he said, um, one thing that, <laughs> that startled me almost was we... That we're working with God to determine the future. Just the way that he phrased that was like,
1: oh, that's, oh, that is a grave statement. <laughs> like, that is a weighty Almost statement. scary. Yes. It's, but, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I still sometimes don't know what to think of it. And maybe that's because I'm so ingrained, you know, with how and I that's always thought.
1: maybe that would be something that would be interesting for you to study yeah. and go through and look mm-hmm. and see, uh, you know, Lord, I am struggling with this concept. Yeah. I don't know if that means that it's, there's something in there that's not quite right, but I need you to show me, Yeah, you know, and, and go through scripture and, yeah. and look and see, you know, does that's this line up, idea. you know, yeah. does this really line up with scripture or is he off on this? Mm-hmm. Cause he's a man. Exactly. He, maybe right. he's off on it. Um, yeah, I don't think he is. Yeah. I, I, you know, I,
0: yeah, I could be wrong. Is this not, is this something that you mentally struggle with? Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely get it. Yeah,
1: I do. Because especially for myself Yeah. with, I, my personality is such that I would prefer that anyone else be driving Mm -hmm. than me. Um, so to know that
0: I have not a, take a responsibility,
1: of, yeah. um, to whatever happens around me,
0: Yeah.
1: that what I do or say or pray matters mm-hmm. to eternity mm-hmm. matters to, to God matters to the people around me Yeah. matters to the world at large. Mm-hmm. That's a scary concept to me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, very much so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And maybe it's because it's a scare concept that I struggle with accepting it.
1: And you like know, I said... It's
0: like a, a that's what an I love. escape he, or... You know? He's
1: all about, like, letting the spirit guide you. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. If that's something you're struggling with, yep. then do it, man. You know? Like, go for yeah. and... And... Yeah.
0: I love that. Yeah. So, anyway... Um... The last one is study, which we haven't really talked about, but um,
1: I I have to say for me, it's um, it feels a little less uh, urgent because yes. I've grown up in a very yes. strong uh, tradition yes. as far as this aspect is. And that's not to say I can't learn. I
0: absolutely have tons right. more to learn. But I feel like um, we have, we've definitely learned different ways to study. Yes. We went to Bible college. We yes. and not that we have all the answers. Like no, you said, absolutely not. But we have more tools everybody in has studying sort of their there's
1: their sort of stronger aspects yeah. of their even of their spiritual life. Yes. That's just how we're made. Yeah, like maybe you're just better at sitting down with God and just praying what you wanna yeah. what you want to see. Maybe yeah. you're just Somehow God built you that way and you can just sit down and tell God, look, God,
0: Mm -hmm. I feel
1: like this is what you would want to see in your world here in my corner.
0: Yeah. I want it. Like you're just really, that's not a problem to you at all. I have a friend who's very bold in her, in her prayer life and it's awesome to see, like it's awesome because God just, you know gives her the desires of her heart and it's
1: and it's all God that she's been given of course, that, that she's yes. been given that as a grace yeah. specifically from God. Right.
0: Um where I
1: feel like in our family probably not only as a as a, a grace from God but as a heritage.
0: Mhm.
1: Um a heritage and a and a legacy of um study.
0: Yeah. And um, and enjoying that, yes, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um we have pastors in the family, and we have, you know, teachers. And we have a lot of teachers. And, yeah. and we, um, so that's maybe not as much of a stretch for us, right. but there's still a lot to learn. There is. So, yes. Um, so for me, it felt a little less urgent maybe yes. than the others, yeah. but there's still so much there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there yeah. is.
0: I think, Um. you know, the next section we will talk about on our next podcast, right? Yep. So, do you want to. um tell what our next section will be for next time. Yeah.
1: So like we said, we had decided to just kind of break it down the way that the book does. Yep. Um, and he breaks it down into three parts. The first part is, um, the inward disciplines. Cause as we mentioned, those are meditation, prayer, fasting and study. And as you can tell, those are all things that you would do alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I should say with the spirit and mm-hmm. only you and the spirit. Um, and so that's the first section that we've, we've covered today. The next section we'd like to do is part two, which is the outward disciplines. So these are things that would be done. Um, I don't know how to describe it because it's not necessarily in a group or anything. It's right. just they're more, they are more outward things. You can sort of right. see them visually more. Right. So those, um, just to give you an idea, those are simplicity, solitude, submission, and service. Mm-hmm. They all happen to be S's. I don't know why. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> The four S's, but, um, but those will be the ones that we cover next. And then the following week, of course, we'll do the third, the third
0: section. Yeah. So next, next time will be the outward disciplines. Yes. So you can join us in two weeks Yep. and we will go over those four outward disciplines and probably get lost in talking again. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. But thank you for joining us on Grounds for Discussion, where the coffee and the books are a perfect blend.